You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Live from Armory Studios in Central Florida, you're listening to Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Draw all gas, no break. And now, give it up for your hosts, CJ, Kevin, Jimmy, and Harrison. Take it away, boys. What is going on, Jets Nation? Woo! We are going to have some fun tonight. Welcome to Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I am your host, CJ the Painkiller D. Simone, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, my main man, and one of my very best friends. Now, Let's give it up for your man! Give it up for Mr. Kevin Jackson! <laughs> yeah, boy! Yo! Hey, look, I'm ready, man. Look, it, it's been a minute since I've been here, you know? I've, I've had stuff, so, uh, you know, I really haven't had an opportunity to chop it up with you about the about the team that we, you know, we, we, we know and love for so long. Uh, look, I'm, I'm amped right now, so... I mean, it's the best time of the year for us. We haven't lost the game in a while. Um, no injuries to report. Nothing, nothing that'll piss somebody off for the weekend, and you know, have the have the guys in the office still talking. Oh man, yeah, we we have so much to talk about tonight. Stating as always by tonight's title for Recon Mission, the the off season silliness continues. All right, and the reason being is because you have all kinds of rumors that the Jets could go after these people, this proposed trades, is all that good stuff. Meanwhile, we just got off the heels of the Super Bowl. I mean, the confetti hasn't even been cleaned up yet at the L.A. Rams stadium. Matthew Stafford's probably getting drunk somewhere and throwing up all over the Lombardi Trophy. Cooper Cup got named MVP or whatever. (laughs) And everybody now is also lamenting the Bengals and lamenting, you know, the fact that the Jets need to do what the Bengals have done. And and anything less than that would be a, a colossal failure. And then everybody and their mother needs to get fired. All right. So, I mean, we, we, we talk about this week after week, Kev. I mean, especially, you know, I know you look forward to the offseason. I'm going to be honest with you, I don't, especially when, you know, there's so many questions uh, concerning the New York Jets that are just right now still need to get answered. And it just gets frustrating after a while because there's so much clickbait out there. And the information that's out there gets completely oversaturated because you don't know what's fact, what's factual and what's fiction. But one of the things that we've learned about this front office staff and we've learned about this coaching staff is they play things pretty close to the vest over here. There's really no leaks, in my opinion, that you're going to see that, uh, that everyone will, will pop out and say, like, you know, oh, well, well, I hear from a source inside the Jets organization. Joe Douglas's underwear told Mike Garofalo's cigar when, when, when they were talking to the coffee cup in the bathroom. <laughs> Uh, supposedly, they're going to trade Quinn and Williams for, uh, you know, a seventh-round pick, a ham sandwich, and a good humor popsicle. So, uh, uh, you know, it's like, uh, come on. Can we please and, and just we keep please. Uh, keep the, the, the ridiculousness to to uh, minimum, please? Uh, and I, I so want to get your thoughts on this because, dude, it's been a while since we've actually been able to, to bounce stuff off of one another. So, 
Uh, we also have some, some other news to report. You notice that one guy is missing. Um, I'm actually going to tell you about that after Kevin goes on his spiel. So, dude, floor is yours. Go for it, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, excuse my spiel right now. Um, yeah. Because once again, we're back in silly season. We're back in silly. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we, we talk about this all the time. It's it's fun to do the mock drafts. I might do one or two every couple of weeks uh, just to kind of play with it. But I'll just be honest. Most of what's going on right now is 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 all speculation. Usually all of the names that we discuss in the offseason have nothing to do with us in the end. And maybe that until Joe Douglas proves that what it is that he's going to do is he's going to have multiple drafts in a row where he brings in, you know, high quality players. I think this part of the year is just, you know, ridiculous, ridiculous stories. And and you're right. Part of what it is that we loved about, you know, Joe Douglas and, and his regime when they first came in initially was that there really wasn't much by way of leaks. Right. I um, mean, we thought that, you know, there was a maturity to that. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that brought to the table something you know, that we actually hadn't seen, you know, in, in, in recent years. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about what it is that we got going on, but, but I am really kind of frustrated just even before it, it, it gets crazy because there's already some, some ridiculousness going around right now. You, we, we, we all know, you know, that you're, you're going to start, start to see some really stupid state some really stupid takes coming up uh within the next couple of weeks. But I'm I'm glad we have outlets like this, man. I'm glad we have forums where we can discuss, you know, the realities of what it is instead of uh, you know, delving in the in the in the, the stupidity that uh, that will be coming over the course of these next couple of weeks. So yeah, man, let's go. I want to talk about players. I want to talk about, you know, obviously we want to talk about the the players that are available. At some point in time we're gonna discuss uh, you know, who it is that we should draft at what or, or, or what, what you know, needs, I guess, are, are most prevalent right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Silly season is just a really horrible – yeah, silly season is just this, – this is a bad time of year. It's a bad time of year because of just the, the the ridiculous stuff that comes out. For some people, I mean, hey, look, you know, there there are a lot of people that look forward to the uh, to the off season because, you know, th- this is where our capologists, our guys who this like is, to do mock drafts. I mean, you. dude, Rockaway Archie and yeah. Simon Baccarella are probably doing mock drafts right now. Jeremy Cravat's probably doing a, a, a mock up? draft right now. Nicky Shine Jr. is probably doing he's, he's he's probably on fifty point two right now with his with his mock drafts. Pretty soon, yeah. like my my two cats and my dog's gonna have a friggin' mock draft. You know, we'll have to post those on the Weapons yeah. Hot Facebook page. That should be fun. Or otherwise we can always talk about it on Weapons Hot After Dark, which immediately follows the show, by the way, at 9 p.m. And of course That's what's up. That, that's definitely what's up. I want to get to the comments right here. Scott Kalisby, Kevin's in a good mood. Uh, Jets are going 15-2 and two next year for the, the comments that I made about Quinn and Williams being traded for a cigar, a bag of balls, and a slightly used jockstrap. He wants to know if it could be a toasted almond bar instead of a ham sandwich. You never know. Wow. <laughs> when is bringing in high-quality players start? I'm hoping for this year. Shout out to my number two. My number two over there, Natasha Lesh. Go, CJ. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope the family is getting better. She had, uh, between her husband and her and her little girl, the man, they had sickness running around that house. I hope everybody is good. Mm-hmm. So out of the six, uh, Scott Kalispi back in there, out of the 16 or so picks we've had over the last two years, how many has he really hit on asking for a friend? Scott, you constantly talk about this week in and week out. Week in and week out. Okay? We already know that the 20 draft class was trash. How much more are we going to hear about it? The 2021 draft class, there's still a big, fat, giant question mark. 
because half of them we still don't even know what what he is. So what are we going to do? We're going to pitch and piss and bitch about moves he hasn't made yet? Can you give the guy a break, please? Just a little bit, okay? We know that that you want to come up here and flex. You want to flex. You want to do your... I told everybody that the Jets were going to suck this year. And I won all my money gambling. I'll just keep collecting everybody's money, and you guys can rah, 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 and wear your green and white glasses. Oh, my God. Give it a rest, dude. Please. I love you to death, but put a sock in it. No. <laughs> Look, he, he's right, though. The, the, the draft class is bad. Joe Douglas has some, you know, some some questionable things that he's done in free agency, but he's also, you know, done some really positive things also. Um. I mean, we can harp on the 2020 draft class, or we can talk about the fact that in the 2021 draft class, we got, you know, more in, in one draft class than these previous GMs have gotten in three draft classes. Yep. So draft classes, excuse me. So, um, nah, man, I, I'm, I'm going to give Joe Douglas uh, this opportunity to go ahead and do what it is that he needs to do. We're not going to say that. The players that he brought in 20, we didn't look at and believe those guys were going to pan out. Um how much of the mishandling of, of, of the last cat that we had here at head coach, how much of that played into them guys and how much of it was just, you know, bad fits for what it is that we're trying to do now. There's a lot of questions, um, you know, about if the, 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 the players that they went and got during that, that time were designed for a different team. Right. Right. Um, and, and, but, but the fact is, you know, we're still hoping that Makai Becton ends up being the guy, right. If he can, if he can, you know, stay healthy. Um, there's a lot, a lot going on around Beckton that it, it, it just kind of. I don't like that situation. There's something wrong with the way that I believe that that's being covered right now. Yeah, I um, do. I think uh, I know, can't this... put my finger on it. I kind, I kind of feel bad right now that I even said anything because I, I to elaborate on it right now, it, it, it doesn't sound right to me. Something is wrong, whether it be, um, what. Uh, it, it's, it's difficult to say because from what it is, I remember he was in great shape earlier in the season. I remember seeing tweets and, and, and Instagram posts and all of that where he was, you know, he was doing his thing and he was looking like he was he was making it happen. And then all of a sudden he's he's fat and out of weight and he's had a weight problem his, his entire life. Um, and then, you know, the injury. Look, this there's, there's a lot to it. It doesn't sit right with me. It doesn't just sound right. But this is the guy that you're hoping is going to be the savior of that class. Right. You, uh, of course um, you're hoping because, I mean, you you invested the you invested the draft collateral to get him in hoping that you're going to be able to build you know a a, a top of the line NFL caliber offensive line instead of the duct tape and spit that we've been signing out of the bargain bin for the past few years because to use your words so eloquently as you've said on this show and shows past when this show was called the Jets Factor podcast back in the day you're talking about an offensive line neglected because all we've done is been buying guys or signing guys to one-year prove-it deals and then just repeatedly turning those over we turn those one-year deals over the new york jets have stuck their hands in the pocket in the past and they've paid guys and they've paid big money to guys and guys have come here and they've not performed and the franchise is sick of that joe douglas is sick of that and look Scott just put put another comment in there a little bit ago, then speak the truth. That'll shut me up. Okay, you want to know the truth? The truth is, is that this team right now is instructed. 
even with the amount of draft picks that we already have, if we don't nail these draft picks, the Jets are going to be three years from being a competitive football team. More. And, and, and that's, that's, a, that's a best-case scenario. You want, there's your truth. You know why? Because for so many years, we had GM here, had $100 million, $200 million of cap space, went out, signed all these free agents that came over here and either underperformed or didn't perform. And the Jets got burned. Joe Douglas is taking his approach. And his approach is right along the same line as the Ozzie Newsome approach, right? Go and find those diamonds in the rough. Find those guys that are hungry and want to play because you know that when you put them on the field, they're going to play their asses off. <laughs> ah, he just sent me a message. It killed you to say that laugh out loud, didn't it? No, it didn't, Scott. It didn't. Because you know what? As much as you like to say I got green and white goggles on and I'm always like, rah, 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 the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl every year. No, I'm not because I'm not an idiot. There's more holds on this team than the Jeez. The offensive line was serviceable. I still can't believe PFF had them ranked 11th overall. I want to know what they were looking at. And maybe I want to get a hit off that bond that they were smoking. You're killing me. It's not like we don't have this conversation here, right? Like this is a bad team. Oh, it's just, it's just poorly constructed. Oh, we don't have depth. We don't have players. Our coaches suck. We've been saying that years now. Right. And then, you know, we try to put a positive spin on it because we we, we do think, you know, at some point, you know, something will click and and, and, and we'll turn around. We, we have talent in certain places. You know, we got we got this guy and we got that guy. And, and, and you know, that guy is on a, you know, he's, he's on his rookie contract and he, he's balling right now. And he's second contract and we, you know, end up never having – any more than one or two guys at a time. I think that the landscape is, is changing right now. It's really hard to say that, to Scott's point, how can we continue to ask for patience when we've been bad for so long, right? And I say it every time. I was like, yo, I guess this is when we need patience the most because yeah, eventually what we're expecting the- right now is for Joe Douglas to do what it is that you know we, we brought him in to do. So <laughs> the patience if that, if that runs happens, out. I think we're in good shape. That's, that's what it is. The patient, The patience runs out. Because you have people yeah, that have rooted for this team for double-digit years. We're talking about 30, 40, 50, some, some even, even 60 years. I mean, you and I were in the 40-plus year echelon. All right, so we've, we've been dealing with this garbage for forever. I mean, there, there was, you know, it, it just, it stinks that every year we got to say, well, let's try to work hard to win. And then instead of getting a win you end up looking worse than you did or the same that you did from last year and not building off of any momentum and any progress that you built. Hence the reason why I kind of went off on Joe Namath's uh, comments about Zach Wilson was because it just seems like that, that everyone wants to pile on this kid and just say like, oh, well, he better take the next step in year two. And he better do this. And, and, you know, he's being compared to Peyton Manning and Drew Brees and Tom Brady and, and, and Archie Manning and blah, 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 blah. And insert Manning name Manning. name quarterback here. And I said it on Jeremy's show. The only thing that we need is we need Zach Wilson to be the best possible Zach Wilson that he can be. And if that means that he's got to go out there, watch hours of tape and put hours of practice in and work on his mechanics and work on his body and work on his direction and reading defenses and so on and so forth then that's what he needs to do. Because you want to know something, Jax? 31 other teams are doing the same thing about the New York Jets because you know what they're doing, right? Where's your weakness? What did they used to do last year? What were their tendencies? Where were they weak and how could they be exploited? 
And if I were the New York Jets, I'm at that same tape and saying the same thing. Where were we weak? Where do we need to improve? Where were we inconsistent? Where do we need to improve? Yeah. You take a look at this team. We were inconsistent yeah. all over the we place. You had times the, the, the offense was putting up points and the defense couldn't get a stop. And then you had times where the defense was keeping the offense in the game and you got your break. Eventually, you got to have a balance. You can't win yeah. with your defensive units spending 70 to 80% of the time on the field. Then by the, by the fourth quarter, when they need to make a stop, they're going to be exhausted. You have nothing left in the tank. It's the mark of a young team. Right. Mark of a young team. When you're on record starting more rookies than any other team in the league, you know, the expectation is that you're going to have struggles. You are going to be inconsistent. I think the problem is, is that, uh, you know, again, we don't have the talent just quite yet. Our coaches are still growing up, right? Our coaches are still young. We've got too much, you know, without, you know, any proven history going into next season. It's going to be a lot different to say, to, to, to say the least, we should be looking at, uh, having more talent on this team than we've had since, you know, what, 2011, 2012, right. you know, maybe right after our, the AFC championship, uh, mm -hmm. you know, kind of uh, teams, you know, where, where we had guys in, 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 in a lot of places. Right. Um, I, I think we, we, the, the difference is there's going to be a lot more young guys. And that's, you know, to, to your point, to Scott's point, that's only if JD does what it is that, you know, we need for him to do in this case. It, it, it's difficult to say we're going to I'm sure we're going to discuss, you know, what happens in free agency, what happens in in, in the draft coming up. Um, so per it's, it's perfect. Segue. What it is that he's done so far has put, what, what he's done so far has put us in a spot. Yeah, far has put us in a spot to say if he's smart and he does anything similar to what he just did. Market improvement. That's where I'm at. So, yeah. Um, segue into free agency 2022. Yeah, okay. that's, that's good. That's um, good. I, look, there's a lot of names to come, a lot of position top heavy, like when it comes to the to the receivers and when it comes to maybe some of the DBs and, and linebackers that may be available. This is where it gets interesting for me because there's a lot of names. And, and, and I personally believe that the, our need for linebackers is kind of being maybe represented. I, I think it should be right up there with, with safety. We kind of need multiple safeties, but I think we need to have an influx of talent at linebacker. And I really do believe that uh, we, we need to be kind of searching for, I, I personally would rather us draft a guy. I'm just going to keep it real. I, I think I would prefer that we draft a young, a young King um, who can actually take the reins from CJ Mosley when he, when he goes instead right. of uh, bringing in another old guy, um, you know, who, who more than likely is not going to be part of the team going forward. A young, talented guy. You know what I'm saying? Right. That that might actually even be able to supplant C.J. Mosley within the next season or two because of his contract. I think we'll be in good shape. Where did you want to go with the free agency, C.J.? Was there a position group in particular you wanted to start with? Well, I wanted to rattle off the top 10 free agents according to NFLTradeRumors.com. Devontae Adams, obviously, at the at the top of the list. Wide receiver out of Green Bay. Teron Armstead, uh, offensive tackle from New Orleans. Let's see, Chris Godwin, wide receiver out of Tampa Bay. Allen Robinson, wide receiver out of Chicago. Von Miller, edge rusher from the Los Angeles Rams, the world champion Los Angeles Rams, by the way, along with Chandler Jones, edge rusher from Arizona. J.C. Jackson, cornerback out of New England. Uh, Orlando Brown, offensive tackle out of KC. Marcus Williams, safety out of New Orleans. And rounding out the top ten, Mike Williams, wide receiver, from the Los Angeles Chargers. So, out of your top 10, there's two people I would look at off this list. 
I would look at J.C. Jackson, and I would look at Marcus Williams. And no, I would not look at Allen Robinson. I, I would not. I would. For some reason, I think that would actually be a really good um, opportunity for us but be, because I think that we'll still draft a guy. I just think Allen Robinson is exactly what it is that we need to allow tight ends and Elijah Moore to move effectively in this offense. He, in particular, I, I, I think gives us a great option to, to, to fill that role for multiple years. And I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think the contract would would end up being reasonable based on what it is that we got. I know there's other guys. I just like Allen Robinson. I'm right. sorry to add him to the list, but but the other two, yeah, J.C. Jackson and uh, um, uh, the, the safety, yes, m- m- most definitely, most definitely, both of those. One of the things that um, I want to do, I, I actually I want to see if I can pull up the linebackers here because I'm I'm actually very curious about it, and I, I'd like to see who they have for for uh, top ten. So while I do that, you know what we need to do? Because we haven't done this in a while, and I think it's time that we finally get to do this properly. So, Mr. Kevin Jackson, you, my friend, are on the clock within the spotlight. Tell me, my friend, who do we have in the White Hot Spotlight this evening? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, once again, in the White Hot Spotlight this week, it's Joe Douglas. Look, the, the, Joe Douglas is, is is the guy right now, right? We've entrusted this man with the direction of our team going forward, and a lot of the questions that we have are really going to be centered around if there's going to be enough talent to pull off what it is that this coaching staff is, is going to try to pull off, right? And Joe Douglas is that is that central figure behind how all of those things shake out, how it is that he doesn't free agents. We, we were just talking about free agents. Um, we're going to go into the draft here shortly, and 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 that beyond anything else is really where it is that I mean his his future is going to be uh, made or broken. Um, Joe Douglas right now is single handedly the guy that's going to determine if the New York Jets actually suck for the next ten or fifteen years or actually are good within the next couple and actually might even look to be a perennial playoff type team. Um, even if it's not a Super Bowl caliber team just yet. I, I just I I think that that um, is, is really the goal for the next couple of years for us to actually be a team that, you know, you think, well, you know what, they, they, they just scratched the surface last season. Um, and w- they are going to be able to, to step it up next season if Joe Douglas continues to add talent. Robert Sala and his staff continue to grow. Again, young team, young staff, still learning how to. Douglas is the guy, like CJ, I call you all the time, Estrada stirs the drink, right? That's what Joe Douglas is doing right now. And uh, Joe Douglas has an opportunity to really change the face of this franchise over the course of three drafts. And I don't actually mean the 2020 draft either i'm not including that i'm thinking this draft and what it is that we need to do next season not what it is that we may want to do next season whatever we're gonna have to see it play out but what it is that we need to do next season that is going to be a determining factor if we end up just at the this is this is why kyle hamilton would have been a, a great you know player for next season i think for us because i believe that joe douglas this season is going to put um, you know, some more really integral pieces in play. And uh, Kyle Hamilton, you know, being that, that unicorn player, that just isn't what it is that we need at this point because of how it is that our team is constructed. I think going into next season, I think he would be the type of player that we would be spending one of our first-round picks on, and it would probably be at, like, 13. 
12 or 13. Anyway, Joe Douglas in the spotlight. The reason why, because everything that happens right now going forward is based on what it is that he's going to put in place. And, uh, you know, I, the the reality is, is that uh, until we see what it is that happens this season, it's going to be really difficult for us, man, because a lot of us are going to have takes and opinions and be pissed off about whatever. Um, but and we have to see what it is that he does. Um, I don't think that Joe Douglas sees things the way that most of us that pontificate on these shows do. I, I think that what it is that he's going to end up doing this season is is maybe um, a lot different than what most folks expect. Um, but what may end up or, or should hopefully end up being uh, the right choice for how it is that we, you know, we, we fare going into 2023 and 24. He's made some mistakes, right? But he's actually really done a lot with regards to bringing in young, talented players. All of them rookies that we, we had from last season that contributed, you know, everybody knows the names um, because they were the names that we were talking about every single game, right? Um, if he can do that again, man, I mean, just not just a, the four players in one draft. I mean, if he can get three, that seven players, seven, seven, seven high echelon players can change the face of your franchise. Point blank period, the end. Let's see what it looks like. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Joe Douglas is an excellent selection for the in the spotlight segment this evening. Because if you think about it, Kevin, really, this is a very pivotal offseason for the New York Jets. I can't really put it any more serious than, than I can right now. And I know I've said it on shows, on previous shows with different general managers and so on. But this is a critical juncture. And... Again, I have to go back to the fact that they actually put themselves on blast at the end of the year press conference where Joe Douglas said, I have to do better. I have to do better in free agent acquisition. I have to do better in drafting talent. I have to do better in talent acquisition because six wins in two years is unacceptable for this franchise. And he knows it's on his watch. Granted, year one, he kind of gets a little bit of a pass because he was brought in already after Mike McCagnin made a ton of moves and already completed an entire NFL draft. And then he was fired, and then Joe Douglas was brought in, and then shortly after Joe Douglas was brought in, Adam Gase was let, was, was shown the door too, rightfully so, because he came here and he underperformed. Yeah. So where I look at it, from my point of view, is toward the end of the, end of the season, the team started to improve. We started to play some of our best football in the month of December, but it's still not good enough. It's not good enough. Zach Wilson is not where he needs to be. Okay, the defense was sluggish. Uh, I, I know Guy Fisher is in the chat already. He's he's already blaming Jeff Albrick, you know. So <laughs> because it's yeah. all Jeff Look, Albrick's Jeff, fault. Jeff Jeff has, Jeff, has so, a, Jeff has a lot to usually has linebackers. Right. So now Guy Fisher is also in the chat here talking about we need to keep Marcus May. I want to touch on that in a, in, in a second, but I want to finish going what up, through. What up, guy? I like Marcus May, but I don't know, man. I'm going to keep it real. Here's, here's I, where. You know, I, I hope that we, I kind of hope that we keep him for a cheap deal. This is where I think, and you know what? I'm kind of on board with, with Guy Fisher's uh, next comment over here, which I think is really, really interesting. Denzel Mims, Ty Johnson, well, Michael P. Ryan should get us some decent draft picks. Now, I'm kind of on board with that you could go out and maybe you could package a couple of guys and you, you could recoup some of the draft picks and just cut your losses and move on. I mean, I've been banging on the table all year that I think Michael Piron should have been given an opportunity to play, and he, he really wasn't. I think he totaled like four snaps 
And like Jabari Zuniga, you know, only ta- uh, tallied three snaps. So if, if these guys you feel like are not a part of the future, then it, it's time to cut bait and walk away. You know, just it, admit it, it, admit you blew it, and just let it go. All right? So if they can find a way to at least recoup some of the losses that they wasted on failed, failed draft picks and failed free agent signings, I'm not saying go out there and throw the bag at this guy or go the, throw the bag at that guy. You got to be strategic. Like, they were strategic when they signed Corey Davis. They were strategic when they signed Carl Lawson. And I'm not going to blame all over oh, the Jets sucked because they were injured. No. Injuries is never, ever, ever an excuse to play crappy football. Under no yeah. circumstance whatsoever. Because you know what? Injuries are part of the game. This is the next man up league. And... You guys are professionals, dude. When, when one guy goes down, another guy got to step in and, and do the job. So, you know, hence the reason why there was the issue with Becton. Hence the reason why, you know, then, then we had Morgan Moses. Morgan Moses got hurt. Joe Douglas went out and signed um, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. Yes, they finally got his name right. They basically got him for nothing. So there are some pieces here. That you can complete the continuity, but Connor McGovern's not the answer at center. He's not the long-term answer at center. Oh, no. You know, Morgan Moses is not the long-term answer. I mean, George Fant was arguably right up there next to AVT, your best offensive lineman. And I mean, Dan Feeney did okay in relief work, but are, are we just no. going to settle for okay or are we going to upgrade the position? No, we need to go full bore and we need to upgrade these positions. What did the Buffalo Bills do for Josh Allen, Jax? I'm going to take you back three years. What did they do for Josh Allen? Tell me. They fed him. They protected him. They fed him. They nurtured him. They loved him. They gave him everything that he needed to grow into this strong. He's no no longer a seed. He's a tall tree now, right? Right. So this is what it is that we need to do here. You're absolutely right. There is no doubt in my mind that Tyler Linderbaum is probably extremely high on the Jets draft board. Oh, no doubt. I'm just going to say that. I think that that kid is very, very, very high on their boards right now. Just like I um and and and. The cornerbacks, I, I also think that those top-tier guys are, are not in play. I don't think we go cornerback until maybe the third round. Wide receivers in play early. It's a weird thing with the draft this year, man, Because again, because I don't, I don't think we're, we're looking at it the way that Joe Douglas is, is, is looking at this team right now. We need cornerbacks very, very badly, but I think that, you know, again, they think that they can, they can develop them. So if we do go corner again, it's, it's going to be late. It's not going to be early. It's not going to be one of these one of these superstar guys. I think we're going to end up going offensive line. We're going to go wide receiver, and I think we're going to go linebacker early. Yeah, I don't blame them. But but see, here here's the thing: was and you 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 actually just mentioned it. What did they do? They went out and they fortified the offensive line. They spent the money on the offensive line. They traded a draft pick and got Josh Allen a number yeah. one wide receiver. When he was able to be protected, what was he able to do? He was able to turn Cole Beasley into a weapon. Okay? He was, he was able to turn, <laughs> you know, Stephon Diggs. He, 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 he was able to unleash Stephon Diggs. Okay? Their, their running game no longer became like an afterthought. Their, their, their running game wasn't paramount, 
but they they still had somewhat of a solid run game. And plus, Josh Allen being a, being a mobile quarterback, he was also able to extend extend plays u- utilizing his feet. Okay, and rolling out of the pocket, making guys miss, and so on and so forth. Now, that being said, this is where I think that Joe Douglas needs to concentrate on offensive line, build that green wall that he keeps talking about around Zach Wilson so that he can go and deliver the, deliver the football to his weapons. So we can get Corey Davis engaged. Okay. We can get Elijah Moore engaged. We can get Braxton Berrios engaged, provided that we're able to re-sign him. Okay? And if not, it's going to be somebody else. Okay? Keelan Cole, he's another one who, who there's a possibility he might get re-signed. Okay? There was a rumor that came out now all of a sudden that Robbie Anderson wants to come back to the New York Jets. Does he potentially take a flyer on him and bring, uh, bring him back number 11? Or has he had enough? We just don't know. Now, from where I sit, from the fans' perspective, I could tell you they still need to upgrade the wide receiver position. They still need to upgrade the offensive line. They still they they need two, maybe three tight ends. You still need another running back to complement Michael Carter because if you're not going to use Lamichael P. Ryan, Ty Johnson's got fumbleitis. You get rid of his sorry ass. You don't know what's left in the tank with Tevin Coleman. Are you going to give him another kick at the can? You may as well call Frank Gore. No. Get us another young stud running back over there and, and go and pound and pound the rock. If you want to run, you, you want to run the, the Shanahan offense, okay? You want to run the Shanahan offense, you've got to be able to run the ball. Everybody keeps talking about, oh, it's a passing league, it's a passing league, it's a passing league. You still see teams still trying to run the ball. Your run sets up the pass. Nothing changed. I still don't understand why we're, we're focusing so much and another thing, too, we're, we're focusing so much on the offensive line, right? Here's where I think Tyler Linderbaum now becomes a question if you draft him. Joe Douglas loves guys who can play multiple positions. And not just multiple positions, they play them well. Okay? He doesn't just want a center. He wants a guy who can play center and guard. Why? Because in specific instances, you switch personnel along the offensive line depending on what scheme set of this offense you want to run. Okay? Plus, if there's a case of injury... I don't think, I don't think, you, do, I don't think you do that with center, though, do you? You think, you think we would do that with a center, though? It could be a possibility. I, 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 I mean, it's a specialized position. Well, yeah, it, it, I, it, I, I just... I, I keep thinking, in, in, in this case, Nick Mangold wasn't, you know, right. versatile enough to play all, any, any other position on the line, neither Kevin Mawai, who knows? Right. Um, I that's think that's what I want. I want the next. <laughs> I want the next Nick Mangold. I want the next Nick Mangold, yeah. and I want another DeBrickashaw Ferguson. That's what I want, and I feel like it's up to Joe Douglas to go and find those two guys that they can inject in this lineup, and then build down, build your depth to make this a serviceable, functional, sustainable offensive line, so Zach Wilson doesn't get killed. The center is like the finishing touch. Linderbaum would actually make it to where Connor McGovern's flexibility gives us an opportunity to have a better right guard than we've had over the course of the past couple of seasons. I think McGovern would probably benefit from being moved inside and playing next to whoever it ends up being, whether it be Beckton or Fan. I think that's why center should be really highly expected in this case. I, I, I think that is a game changer for this line. True. 
I agree. Because I think that personally, you normally get your center and then you build down. And we still don't know what's going on with Becton. If the stories that are coming out, if there's actually facts to them or not, it could be just BS. I mean, he went and he, he got himself a brand new nutritionist. He was excited about that. So for me, the, the, the proof is going to be when training camp opens up, when minicamp OTAs and everybody shows up and reports, that's really going to, to tell me the story as to where exactly, what are we going to do? Call, uh, uh, call Falk in the comments over here. Ask Kevin why those two big jugs behind him on the shelf are in that room. <laughs> uh, two words. Them, um, <laughs> two words. Them. Jets football. <laughs> yeah. Another two words. Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> there's, a, there's a specific use for those things. There's a, there's a specific use for those. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. So now, while while you were doing the the in the spotlight segment, I took the liberty of going to NFLTradeRumors.com and I wanted to get the list of linebackers that are currently going to be free agents in 2022. So I wanted to go over the list over here. Now, obviously, they're 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 alphabetical. Uh, I, I want to go through the entire list over here. So there's Chris Board, Josh Bynes, L.J. Fort, Otaro Alaka. Frankie Luvu. Frankie Luvu was on the Carolina Panthers. So uh, he, he just got resigned. So let's see. From Baltimore yeah, was, uh, were all the players that I just named, save Frankie Luvu. Another interesting uh, person, Alec Ogletree um, from the Chicago Bears. So he's 30. Then there's Christian Jones. Um, there's Joel Igabunwe from Chicago, 26. Might take Or Josh Woods. Uh, Austin Calitro. How about a Nate Hall from Arizona? Or Zeke Turner, both 26 years of age. A Luocon only for me. If we don't get him, I want us to draft a linebacker. I think we should draft one high anyway. True. Guy Fisher with, 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 with two comments I need to read. Uh, Corey Davis is not the answer. Please stop acting like he showed some greatness. No, Corey Davis was hampered by no. injuries and played like absolute trash this year and was totally not worthy of the contract. And guess what? Corey Davis, at the end of the year, called himself out and said, I needed to play better. So, guy, nobody's acting like Corey Davis is this great wide receiver and we just need to get him the ball. This entire team sucked from top to bottom. Part of the reason why we struggled offensively early was because Zach Wilson kept trying to feed Corey Davis, and Corey Davis is not that guy. Right. Corey Davis benefits from having a better guy on the other side. That's why we need to get somebody else. Carl Falk in the comments saying, go sign Akeem Hicks. Uh, Carl, like to elaborate on that? How come? So, I mean, come on. No. <laughs> Why don't you just put Bozo the Clown, you know, or Pinky the Mule or something? Oh, come on now. Give me a break. <laughs> let's, let's, let's go get T.O. Right. Let's go Let's go get T.O. T.O. can still play. <laughs> All right. So, uh, oh, Elijah from Cleveland is Malcolm Smith. is Keanu Neal from Dallas. Leighton Vanderesh, I mean, he's 26. No, I don't, I don't, I don't want none of them guys, man. More than a linebacker, I like the kid from Florida State. Uh, uh, what's his name? Jermaine Johnson. I like him. Okay. So, do you think? Uh, do you think he's somebody that they can put out there? Or you know, oh, he, uh, I, I would, oh, wait, I would love to have wait, him. Wait, 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 Carl, Carl, in the hockey mix. <laughs> 
He's over here. Dude, dude is a solid run stopper, but okay, keep clowning. He is disruptive. Who? <laughs> Akeem Hicks. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know. Scott Cleesby back in the comments over here. That's like calling myself out. I need to play better too. Yeah, you need so you need to put better comments in the you in do. the in the chat feed, <laughs> you bum. You better too. <laughs> So I need to be a better host. I, I need to just start banning people randomly. <laughs> yeah, me, me too. Oh, man. Oh, I can't. I can't. This is just ridiculous. All yeah. right. So this list is pretty extensive. I mean, I don't want to go through all these. I mean, there, I do want to mention a couple of names. So what about Elandon Roberts? So or Vince Beigel? Screw Anthony Barr. I want nothing to do with him. I don't know who Robinson is, and I don't know who Vin. Would you take a flyer on a Quan Alexander uh, out of New Orleans? The reason being is because New Orleans is like in something worse than cap hell. So they are going to have to offload of talent, yeah. a lot if, of if, good talent. What do you think? What What's his contract like? Are, are they going to try just? Are, are they just going to try to dump the biggest salaries? What, what What's his contract like? Is he fast enough to be effective on those screen passes, but still good enough? Uh, to drop back in coverage and be effective. I'm still having an issue about them trying to bring those, those the two young kids, uh, uh, Jamie and and, uh, and Hamza, last season out of safeties and try to turn them into linebackers because that tells me that they're looking for a specific type of player in that regard, right? Is there one of those guys that's available in free agency right now? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, unless you want to say Keanu Neal, who who I, who I thought that they were really going to try to uh, pursue, I kind of figured that they were going to try to fill the, the 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 role that they wanted with those types of guys. Keanu Neal is that kind of guy, you know? what I'm saying like a like you know a possible hybrid, you know, kind of safety, you know, you know maybe a faster, more agile type guy, and, and that's what it is that they want. There's a lot of guys on that list. There's a lot of names on that list. I don't know if there's any guys that fit what it is that we're trying to do. Yeah, but <laughs> ah, what are you gonna do? There's quite an extensive uh, free agents uh, free agency list, and it all depends on scheme fit, guys that they like. I mean, I'm sure that they're probably gonna put a little bit more emphasis on, on the draft than they are in free agency. But yeah. the thing that we've made the mistake the most with is trying to get the shiny new toys in free agency to be long term answers for for positions of need here on this football team. And it has failed. It, 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 it's failed miserably. It's just an absolute calamity of failures. I mean, I, I could just sit there through the through the uh, through the entire deck and just go failed, 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 impressively failed, colossally failed. It's a joke. And the thing is, is that I, I get trying to address some of the needs of free agency, so that way you could address others in the draft, but. If you really have the intention on building a young core and you have your sights set on the um, certain amount of guys, I mean, hey, look, I'll take a flyer on uh, on uh, Akeem Hicks. If he fits our system, if he fits our defensive scheme, hell yeah, I'll take I'll, I'll take a flyer on him. You know, I mean, for, for me, it's. It's it, it's not it, it's not namesake. One of the things that I look at is. I don't want guys that are just going to come here for a paycheck because we had that already, right? Because guys that have done well other places, then they come here and they underperform and they don't live up to that contract. Then it's blowback on the GM. It's blowback on the coach. Well, what's going on? It's just a, it, what, why is, why is so-and-so not performing? Why is so-and-so not doing this, right? 
C.J. Mosley. Okay, yeah. C.J. Mosley was everybody was pissing him on about C.J. Mosley. Well, why can't they renegotiate his contract? You know, he was out for a year. He opted out because of COVID, and then the year before that, he had the groin injury. And we paid him all this money, and we yeah. didn't get this, and we didn't get that. And I mean, I get the angst because mm-hmm. you know what? We did it with Darrell Revis. We did it with Jermaine Johnson. We did it with Muhammad Wilkerson. We did it with countless other people. Yeah. All right, where they came over here, they collected a paycheck, and they shut it down, and it's a joke. Joe Douglas is trying to build that these guys are going to come in here, they're going to compete, they're going to play hard week in and week out, and they actually they want to try to make the New York Jets an actual NFL destination where people want to come here and actually play. Not that when we go sign free agents, we got to pay the jet tax because, you know, we suck and we're always trash and the team is, you know, 5-12 and 12 every year or 4-13 and 13 every year, so... You know, they figure they're just going to come over here to get the bag, and that's it. They want to win, and I don't blame them. We want to win. So, right, the Jets used to the Jets used to call the the retirement. You stole my line. I used to say the New York Jets were the were the NFL's old age retirement home. Stop that now. That was my line. <laughs> All of my favorite players. Like I, I'm still I'm still trying to see if I can find a Ronnie Lott jersey. I need, I need a Ronnie Lott jersey. Dude, I bet you check on eBay. I bet you somebody's got that. So, you know, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's a pain in the neck when free agency comes around because everybody attaches themselves to a big name and then the pundits are just going to come out and they're just going to say, yeah, this guy could significantly improve the Jets or that guy could significantly improve the Jets or this other person could significantly improve the Jets. And then they come, and if they go and they sign them, and they come here and they underperform, then what are we doing? People like you and me are sitting here yeah. pissing and bitching about it. Like, why the hell did you go spend spend it? You could have gotten three play, three undrafted free agents, okay, and spent a quarter of the money, okay, and they they would have played harder than this idiot's playing. So that's why free agency to me is really really tricky, but. The real segue that I want to get into as far as your, your spotlight segment with, um, with, with Joe Douglas is this is a critical offseason for him. He's got to hit on these free agent signings, and he's got to hit on, the, uh, on the, the drafting. He has to hit on it. There is just there is zero margin for error because everything is going to be scrutinized. Everything is going to be put under a microscope and uh, – and analyzed and reanalyzed and subanalyzed, and then the analyzation is going to have an analyzation, and then before you know it, somebody's coming in the room and giving them a proctology exam to make sure they were comp- competent enough to, to make sure that they were analyzing the analyzer of the analysis. You know, it's a joke. Joe Douglas seriously has to do his homework. Robert Sala has to be in lockstep. The entire coaching staff has to be in lockstep with these picks, and then you know what? If it doesn't work out, then... All of them are going down with the ship, plain and simple. There's not going to yeah. be any finger pointing or whatever because, look, the Johnsons are doing their part. And to me, I think it's lazy when people want to say the Jets suck because the Johnsons owner that, uh, own them. If the Johnsons left, the Jets would be a better football team. No, that's not the case. You have ownership that, don't, that they are not designed to run a football program. They're designed to run, yeah. you know, they're designed to run something no, they're, else. They're, 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 they're kind of right, right? They're kind of right. 
The reason why the Jets suck now is because, you know, they Woody and them kept screwing up. The reason why I think they're going to get better is because now Woody and them are not going to are not going to touch anything. They're just going to let the guys do what it is that they need to do. And that's so, that's, yeah. that's what they and need to do. We, we can't. We, we, yeah, we're, 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 we're going to I think especially if Woody's uh, if Woody's Twitter during the season continues to pop the way that it has. I think Woody's going to end up being a really lo- <laughs> a beloved owner if we can start winning. If we start winning and that Twitter keep going the way that it does, <laughs> they're going to love Woody. Two years. <laughs> right. I agree. I, 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 I absolutely agree. So, you know, this is, this is the thing that, to me, that I kind of laugh about because, you know, when free agency comes around, that's when all of these stories break. And... This is where Joe Douglas need to, they, they need to just stop. They really do. They, Joe Douglas needs to lock himself in a room, all right, along with Salah. They need to go through the guys that they have on their radar, and they got to pick the guys that they feel are going to work the best in their system, not the shiny new toys. Because you know what? I'll use DK Metcalf as an example. Okay, say the Jets go and trade uh, Seattle their, their number one pick back to acquire DK Metcalf. All right? And then he comes over here and he's maybe got like 40 catches for 600 yards. And then he's always hurt. Comes over here, he's got a stubbed toe, then he's got pulled groin, so then he's got hemorrhoids. All right? With that pinky toe on the side of the bed, messed him up. Right, you know. It, uh, I mean, it's <laughs> what what else is the the excuse going to be? The thing is, is that fans are looking at a, a particular player, what they did with another franchise in a different situation, and they're they're thinking, okay, he's going to come to this team, he's going to have that kind of production, and then when they don't have that kind of production, okay, then they're going to sit there and piss bitch and moan at, at Joe Douglas. Saying, you don't know what you're doing. You brought this guy in here. You paid him all this money and he sucks. Okay. Well, hey, just add him to the list of the other bozos that we came in here and signed for signed big money to. So, I mean, look. Joe Douglas just needs to do his job. He's trying to change the culture. He's trying to change the way that the, the entire NFL looks at the New York Jets and trying to change the franchise in a positive light. We just need to let the man do his job. But this is a critical offseason. He's going to be questioned about a lot of the moves that he's that he's going to have. And he's going to have to make some tough decisions with this roster. But the thing is, yeah. you don't you don't add talent by replacing talent. Let's see what's going on. All right, so Guy Fisher back in the comments over here. Joe Douglas is breaking the culture, and I'm glad he is. Uh, I wish I could buy the team. CJ, Simone, Kevin Robbins, and Kevin Jackson would be part of the staff. Michelle Lattice, Nicolik. Would teach them yoga to reduce injuries. Yes, there is actually. A, I think there's there's an active petition out there going on for uh, Michelle to teach the, um, the the Jets yoga. So, and believe it or not, there are a lot of teams. If you go and take a look at some of the teams that have the least amount of injuries in the NFL, what are they doing? They're they're adding yoga to their conditioning program. So, might be worth a shot. Uh, Mosley, yeah. say what you want about Jamal Adams. He played for us. He just wouldn't shut up and be patient. That I agree with. And you know why? I don't know. Do I agree with that? No, I don't know. Do no. I agree with that? F- f- fundamentally, fundamentally, I can't because I don't think he. Had the, I don't think that he played for us. 
I think that he played for himself. He, he did. did play well. That had more to do with ego. That had more to do with scheme than it actually had to do with him wanting to be a Jet and do something for the Jets in particular. I think that's why it is that you know people hate him the way that they do because he he claimed to be one of us, and then you know he did what it is that he did. So yeah, <laughs> screw that. You know, Lowell Litchmore in the comments over there. Shout out to him. Thank you again for joining. Is it Friday already? Damn, Skippy, my brother. So we're bringing it out. Holla at us for holla at us for after dark. Yeah, holla at us for after dark tonight. We're going. We're going in. Yeah, that's it. Yo, we we are we're going to be blasting with all four barrels that we got here. I got tomahawks. I got Apaches. I got friggin'. We got Gatling guns. We got all kinds of stuff for after dark tonight. So between nine and nine fifteen no on more, YouTube, no more BB guns and slingshots. Right, exactly. No, <laughs> we gave those away when we traded Sam Darnold. Man, dude, I, right? I, I, I tell you, I I swear, I, I was I was talking to Speedy the other day, man, and we would we, we were talking about drops, and he was he was asking me, he's like, yo, it's like you guys should should have some really cool drops for your show because you guys like to say some stuff. And, man, I was thinking about that episode when you completely went off about Sam Darnold. Dude, like, Sam Darnold don't don't want a security security blanket. Sam Darnold wants a damn bazooka. He wants a freaking tank. And we over here giving him, dude, we're giving him... We're giving him a look. I was pissed. A BB gun and two slingshots. I believe you, Sam. Right? I believed in Sam. I thought I thought I thought Sam could be it if we gave him, you know, I was proven wrong, I guess. Like, Dude, we like, all did. Um, I really We did all did, man. How many times did I go and I and, and I battled? I think we did. Dude, what's his face? Him. Jason Rhodes, I, I, I right? I still think the problem is is that we didn't. But then we, we didn't we also didn't give him a coach either. Right. So that's because, you know, we should have left Jeremy Bates up in the mountains. And uh, I told you. him and his banana his his banana hammock. Should have left his happy ass up in the, the mountains doing the doing the yodeling and you know trying to find himself and you know pretending he's Sean Connery in in friggin' Medicine Man, all right? He he, he should, all right? <laughs> they should they should have brought John Morton back because I said it. I said during Donald's here, I was like, watch when everything falls apart, Morton's gonna be sitting on a beach smoking a cigar, going, "I told you, bitches, it wasn't me." What yeah. happened? <laughs> what happened oh dude i was right one of the few things i was right about yeah. that's one out of that fact because i told them that this okay. wasn't gonna work uh i thought we should have kept chan gailey i think what, what, nah when, you know what when chan gailey left that that kind of told me something about that staff well if, if you chan know what didn't, if i chan think didn't that chan stay, was done that told me something about that staff that's what that's when i knew they weren't really going to be any good at all when chan left Yes, guy in the uh, in the chat, uh, there is a circulating rumor that Robbie Anderson does, in fact, he is not ruling out the possibility of a return to the New York Jets. That still remains to be seen. So uh, I don't know if that's gonna happen. This is the beauty of, of silly season. Everybody got a turtle they could talk to. Robbie, who, who, who got Robbie swords. would be great. Robbie would be great if he could gain twenty pounds and take nine million dollars a season. I'd pay him nine. <laughs> I'm gonna keep that real. Uh, man, I don't know. It's that whole just the, the the way the way he left everything that happened over there in Carolina, and just watching that entire thing just burn to the ground, and the yeah. fact that Joe Douglas got you, you what, know what he I got like out Robbie. of Carolina for him. You know I like Robbie though. 
No, I I, I, I know that you like Robbie. I know uh, I know that you did. There was there were dude. There were heated debates on this show on After Dark about Robbie versus Brashad Perryman, who we brought in to be the the Robbie two point oh. And everybody said the same thing. Brashad Perryman could do the same thing that Robbie Anderson could do. Alright. And Brashad Perryman's best games was when Joe Flacco was quarterback. What does that tell you? This is true. So that's like Geno Smith and Stephen Hill, dude. And the only team that he could actually catch the ball against was the freaking Buffalo Bills. Geno had games against them with him. I know. <laughs> are we uh, are we really are we honestly talking about Gino and Stephen Hill. Oh, right now. dude. Um, well, now it, I it need was, a it shot. Was, that was a period of time when I really started getting. I, I really seriously started getting into, you know, uh, you know, shows and, and and doing that stuff around that time. And and I I really hated that period because I, I kind of thought that we we fall and and we don't know what it could have been during that time if we had done it properly. And I, that that's just kind of still what what's continued to happen up until this point. I mean, and and I even just to get back to Robbie real quick. Um, I think Robbie actually is a good receiver. I, I'm not going to say he's, you know, top, you know, number one type receiver. Um, but, but, but he's better than Corey Davis, I think, to an extent, you know, I, I would think that that's kind of his role. Robbie, Robbie is a Corey Davis uh, type guy. It can't be one, but will definitely on your number two corner. Yeah. He, he, he torched that guy. He, he yeah, he burned that guy all day. That's okay. what Rob. That's what Robbie is. That that's the same. That's the kind of exactly what it is that I see from uh, from Corey Davis. All right. So then, let me do a little uh, a, another tease from After Dark because this is actually a really a really good topic, and I know we're starting to come up against it. So picture your wide receiver depth chart. Okay, going into top three. So you're looking yeah. at Corey Davis. Yeah. Let's say hypothetically there is a Jets reunion with Robbie Anderson and, and Elijah Moore. Upgrade, middle, middle push, downgrade. Mind you, I didn't throw Barrios in the mix because I'm still waiting to see what hap- what what happens on that front. But if we're gonna go five wide receivers, let's say you got Davis, Anderson, Elijah Moore. They do bring back Barrios, and maybe we draft another guy. Yeah, we draft another guy. If we bring in Robbie, we would have to draft somebody like Traylon. Traylon is my guy anyway. I really like Traylon. Um, but 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 I have to say this: Drake Drake London has grown on me so much over the course of these past couple of weeks, man. He's he's a USC guy, which is really kind of scary for me. I really kind of do like Drake London. Um, Robbie, I'm I'm still kind of like yo, I don't know. I, I I would prefer not to have Robbie. I think I said before, Allen Robinson was the guy that I would have brought in. I I figure if you bring in Allen Robinson, you can you can draft a receiver in you know the third or the fourth round. You know, you don't need to really prioritize a guy like that. But, you know, you can take a flyer on a young guy that you really think has some really solid potential. This draft, certain positions are really top heavy. I think uh, wide receiver, you know, there, there are some guys that you can get late that, that I think are still going to be able to contribute and contribute well on, on, on Sunday. So um, we're not maybe not, fit, you know, fifth or sixth round guys. We have multiple picks in the fourth round that I think are going to be really interesting. I'll say that. Okay, interesting. All right. So, with that, here's what we're going to do. We're starting to come up against it, so let's do our final thoughts for this evening. Jax, I'll turn it over to you. Um, Give me your thoughts as we start to tease after dark a little bit. My final thoughts are that uh, we're getting ready to go into a season now where um, there's going to be some huge speculations about free agents. Um, And and I'm not just talking about from the Jets in particular. This is is kind of an in-general thing, right? 
because every team is going to do that. Every team's fan base, every team's beat, every team's pod scene and broadcast following, they're all going to, you know, kind of go into this frenzy trying to figure out who's going to go where and, and, and how it's going to work for their team, only to have all of their dreams dashed on the jagged rocks below right before the season starts or maybe even after the first couple of hours of free agency when the guy that they wanted ends up going someplace else, right? It's difficult to say right now that this is just to be expected because we would hope that, you know, maybe maybe folks would stop going off the deep end with speculations and trade rumors and all the other stuff. Um, but it's kind of fun to think about what our, your team would be like if you had these guys. I don't want us to really go buck wild in free agency this year. I think two guys is really all of what it is that I would hope that we would do. I really think that, again, Joe Douglas would be smart to be active in the draft. Those first few draft picks, I think maybe if you wanted to stand pat, or maybe even at, you know, I, I said early that I didn't think that we were going to draft at four or 10. I still think that there's an extremely uh, minuscule possibility that that happens, especially um, because there are so many decent guys that I think people are sleeping on that I think that, uh, you know, would still be available if we if we traded back in both spots. I think we would still end up getting guys. My final thoughts is that the draft is going to be extremely, extremely crucial right now. And, I mean, I've been looking at guys. I, I don't want to there, – there's a lot of players right now that I think that would do well in quite a few spots. It is about situation. In almost every single case when you draft one of these guys, it's about situation. So this situation is different. We're kind of in flux right now. And I personally – don't know if I'm competent enough to say that I know for a fact what Joe Douglas is thinking. I just don't think he's thinking what everyone else is. It's going to be interesting to see how this shakes out. And I, I, I'm, I'm most definitely I'm going to be in to talk about some of these players, maybe not the rumors in particular, but but some of the guys that we look at over the course of the next couple of weeks are going to be looking at what I really like. Right. And I mean, you can find film, you can find film reviews, Joe Blewett's um, is, is killing it right now. Um, Luke Grant at, at Play Like a Jet, they're killing it right now. Jet X, um, those guys, you know, they, they really do, you know, great work in, in giving quality film. Um, but, you know, I got my guys here, my, my, my coach buddies, and that's what we do. Um, so even in that regard, I'm excited to see what some of these young guys are looking like. Free agency, I don't want to be a big deal. That's why I kind of don't even want to discuss free agency like that. I, I have one guy that I really like, or maybe two guys, and uh, that's it for me. I don't want to you know, get all crazy and start thinking that uh, bringing in guys like we got from uh, from Harris or whatever his name, from Detroit, who was a bum. My final thoughts right now, I'm excited. Let's see what happens. <laughs> That's it. It's uh, like you said, it's a great time to be a Jets fan, right? It is. You, you just got to, you know, kind of kind of dodge the nonsense. Right. You know, don't 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 step in the, in, in the stuff and, and drag it along with you. <laughs> all right. Well. I'm not exactly going to be that optimistic and say it's a great time to be a Jets fan, but I am going to say this for my final thoughts for this evening. I'm actually going to split mine into two parts. In regards to free agency, just don't believe everything that you read. Don't get attached to a sexy name. Don't get attached to a big name. Don't get attached to a superstar. Because the New York Jets are still in a rebuild mode. Now, a lot of people want to be overzealous and they want to say that the 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 Jets have the potential to make a deep playoff run to, to be competitive next year. That's what they were saying about this past season. I know I we, did. We didn't nearly meet the expectations that were put down. We knew it was going to be rough. We knew that there were going to be bumps and bruises in the road. They did show 
a little bit, but the problem is it wasn't enough and it wasn't sustainable enough. They weren't competitive. There were games that we still lost by double digits. There were games in which the Jets looked completely uncompetitive no matter how hard they fought against a superior opponent. But there were also some games in which we, we had something to look forward to, like the Tennessee Titan game, Cincinnati Bengals game, Jacksonville Jaguars game, although that was kind of a slop fest. Okay, the game against Tampa Bay, in which we almost won. All right? So there are games that Jet fans this season can look back and say that if they add a few pieces here, they can shore up this or this unit, fix this unit, fix that unit, they can be competitive. There's a lot of moving parts. You need 53 guys all playing the same way, all, have, all believing in the same mantra, and playing for team first. And sometimes it doesn't always work. Sometimes it doesn't always happen. So, again, when it comes to free agency, take it with a grain of salt until the pen hits the paper. Until your guy Rich Sabini, DJ Biennemi, Brian Costello, Courtney, uh, um, uh, uh, what's his face there? Uh, Connor Hughes. Whoever it is that you follow from the Jets beat, that you say, this guy, I take his word over everybody else, until they say something, or until they there's, there's an announcement from the New York Jets themselves and from Joe Douglas themselves, don't believe a word you read. Nothing. Okay? For your own sanity and for your own good. Now, the second part of final thoughts for tonight, as you guys noticed, Jimmy the Reaper Jardine is not with us this evening. Jimmy the Reaper Jardine is going to be taking a leave of absence from Weapons Hot. Reason being, um, he is taking some time to work on his personal life as well as his professional life. He will be in and out when schedule allows him to do so. So, dude, I just want to say congratulations on all the positive stuff that you have going the, that you have going for you right now, going on with you. Back in Idaho, you're landing on your feet. You got a lot of good things that are coming your way. We wish you the best. We're going to miss the hell out of you, but we do expect you to every once in a while pop on Weapons Hot After Dark and throw a couple F-bombs our way. Come on, man. Come come okay. to After Dark. We need the Reaper you know, back. I'm just saying, you know, you know I'm going to miss my boy. You know, I'm, you know I'm going to miss my boy. That's one of my favorite guys right there. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm really excited for him. Big things right now, you know. Right. Uh, Want to send him a shout out right now? That um, you know, give my best to the wifey and all of that. Tell her I said hello, and we look forward to rocking with you, my man. You know, you're, you're still part of the team, um, and I'm sure that you will be back. But uh, absolutely, yeah. So until then, Kevin Jackson man. and I will be flying in the min- in the uh, the missing man formation uh, until the the Reapers <laughs> return out of respect for our, our our brother in arms. So that being said. That's going to wrap it up for tonight's episode of Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You can follow the show on Twitter at CNC Jets Factor. Side note, Twitter handle is going to be changing within the next couple weeks. Keep an eye out for it. I will post it on the Weapons Hot Facebook page, our Worldwide Sports Radio Network Facebook page, and any other page that I can get my hands on, including Jets World. So that way, if you guys are following at CNC Jets Factor right now, You guys could transition over to the new Weapons Hot handle, whatever that may be. Still haven't come to a final decision on it yet as the show is undergoing a little bit of a rebrand. 
All right. You can follow me at JetsFan0523. Keep up with your updates. I'm not exactly that active on Twitter as of late, but I, I do intend to be a little bit more active as we're trying to grow and get the get the word out about Weapons Hot. My partner in crime on the other side of the glass nice. right over here. At Spotty Blackman. He's always up for a good time. Always up for a good debate. Because that's his cat. Alright? So, right. Weapon Talk got a YouTube channel. We're, we're going to be doing After Dark shortly after the conclusion of this show. Um, you can follow us on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You can find them on Twitter. They have a Facebook page. Like and subscribe. We have a Facebook page. Message us or message you right back. We love talking with fans about this team. Also, leave us some feedback about how you think we're doing here on Weapons Hot. If you think we're doing a great job and you enjoy the show, please, that's awesome. Leave us a comment. Leave us a message. Love all the feedback that we get. If you think we suck and we don't know nothing about football, like some of you out there probably think we do, that's fine too. (laughs) Leave us a message. We will love to go back and forth with you because we want to know why. Okay? We want to know why. We want to hear from you, the fan. We do this show for you guys, the fan, because we love you guys. Absolutely love you guys. Without you, we are absolutely nothing. And this show does not exist. Plain and simple. So on that note. Thank you. For Mr. Kevin Jackson, otherwise known as Spotty Blackman. Ladies, make sure you write that down in your little black books over there. This is CJ, the painkiller D. Simone, signing off. We will see you guys when we see you guys. Peace, love, go Jets. And I'm going to leave you guys with the best chant in the National Football League. All right, this has been Weapon Todd, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Have a good evening. Have a great weekend. After Dark is next. Be there or be square, suckers. Holla. You're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.